Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I've started very kind of like jauntily, very happy, like a DJ. Mm. Um, Those two voices are the voices. First of all, I think just about you heard Kay Ribeiro. Hello. And then second of all, definitely you heard Stephanie Sealam. It was indeed me. This is the podcast in which we trawl through the week's popular culture, television mainly. But this week, as befits the start of the summer season, I'm mm-hmm. calling it, we're doing a film, aren't we? A film. We've been to the cinema. We've been to the cinema together and we went to see The Ocean's 8, mm. which is a, what, what I believe they're calling, I keep saying that, sorry, what I believe they are calling a female reboot. Mm. Yeah. This is the thing that happened. They did with Ghostbusters. Yeah. They did women taking over the main roles of the 1984 classic fantasy comedy sci-fi venture. Yeah. This time they've got women taking over the roles of a heist, as indeed was performed by the all-star cast in Oceans 11, 12 and 13. Mm. You better watch out. We might reboot this and have a female taking Ooh. over you. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, female Boyd. Yeah. Do it. Um, We're also reviewing TV. Atlanta, season two, otherwise known as, in fact, officially known as Robin Season. Mm. We'll explain why later. This is from the award-winning Donald Glover. He'd created it, um, otherwise known as Childish Gambino. I know you're a big fan of his Childish Gambino uh, music, Mm -hmm. Kay. Is that you singing a Childish Gambino song? No, it's oh. yes. Everybody loves him now because he's done that song, This yeah. is America, and he dances. Yeah. So now everyone's pretended they've known Childish Gambino for like 500 years. Oh, okay. But they have, though. I mean, I'm one of those people. I'm like, oh, yeah, Childish Gambino, love him. I didn't actually know that Childish Gambino was Donald Glover for ages. Brilliant. Just saying. Good, I, honest, I can't be honesty, the only one. Honesty, Steph, always the best always policy. Always the best policy. And finally, we are watching... We have watched and we shall be reviewing Mortimer and Whitehouse, as in Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse, Gone Fishing. Yes, really. Yes, really. Which is a six-part documentary series in which we watch Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse fishing. You you don't think you need that no, in your life? Don't then... say that. No, no spoilers, Ooh. Kay. No spoilers. It sounds like you're going to spoil you it. No, 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 no. I forgot the format. I forgot yeah. the format. Oh, God's sake. FFS. Um, before all of that, though, let's begin, as we are wont to do, with a discussion of what we've all been watching, listening to, reading, etc. this week. Kay! Oh, oh yeah! my God, I've Hold on. the format. I what like is... I won the lottery! Oh, yeah, Just... it's a format break. Um, okay, yes. Regular listeners will know that this is usually called Steph's Netflix Appreciation yeah. Section. Listen, you've been usurped. We're mixing this shit up. This is what's happening. Okay. It's a mix-up. Mine a few bits and bobs. It's mainly a catch-up. Okie dokie. First thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was Uh-oh. Soccer Aid. Now, did oh. either of you watch it? I wasn't no. expecting you to say that. I know, but we're getting into football season, as you know. There's a small tournament Fo- going on. What well, is that? Football season, The yeah. World Cup, the I World think Cup. it goes by the name of. And Starts uh, this Thursday. I wanted to is find out... the 14th? Yes, Thursday. Mm. Day after tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Tuesday mm. when the podcast comes out. Sorry, Kay. No? <laughs> Interrupted already. No, no. Now, did any of you watch it, and particularly no. Blake Harrison's um, celebration of his penalty? I watched the first half and then had to go to a party. Oh. <sighs> It's so good. It good. Watch it. Yeah, he, the, his reaction to it was amazing. And, it, and then he was obviously trending on Twitter, like Neil's scoring what, the winning goal. What did he do? Um, what, do you want me to act it out now? Yeah. Like, oh. But a real a kind of like really defiant, arms mm. out. Right, okay, that was the greatest really, thing he ever done. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was the greatest thing he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? One of the commentators were talking about Robbie because, as you know, Robbie set this whole soccer mm. aid thing up. 
in aid of UNICEF. And he said that the next day, Robbie was going to make a really big announcement. So I was really geared up going to my sister very confidently. It's going to be that he's the X Factor judge. Because, you know, we've heard rumours that he's going to be the new judge yeah. replacing Lou Walsh. This is X Factor rumour judge time, isn't it? Yes, yeah. exactly. It's when people start getting all whipped up. However, when I looked at Twitter the next day, it wasn't that. It's that he's going to be singing at the opening ceremony of the World Cup in Russia. No. Yeah. He's not worth he him. Is. I find fair, that disappointing. Oh, I thought. Come on. Be- to be fair, that's huge for him. That's huge for that's him. That's huge for him. Yeah. And that's it is, huge and it for is, him. It's interesting slash weird. Why is that? That is yeah, so right. it's weird, odd. Isn't it it yeah. is interesting. Because it is very interesting. He is one of the few, I guess, globally famous people. He's like really, really famous I in Europe and Russia. Clearly, he's a big star in Russia. What about David Hasselhoff? That is, again, yeah. a good point. I mean, maybe he's also before he hasn't revealed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. God. The secrets. I can't forgive Robbie Williams for that New Year's Eve. So do you remember when he did New Year's yes. Eve? Yes. And he kept the calling... Oh, my God. Oh. And he kept Hand-wash calling... <laughs> but he, no, but he kept calling Melvin Marvin all night. It was well, we've, Melvin we've, O'Doom. We've all done awful. that. All Melvin done. O'Doom of our wonderful Kiss radio. Yeah. He kept calling him Marvin. And he was even like going, Marvin, Marvin. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is excruciating. Was the anti-backer joke? I don't know. Um, I don't. Said it was, I think he it? said it was. I think he made more of it. I think it was a joke in the sense that yeah, it was a joke, but it yeah. was. It was. It, it, yeah. It was a little excruciating. It was a brave joke. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about that. Find everyone's feelings about that, and if we do think he's going to be the X Factor judge or not. I st- well, that's the other thing I was going to say. Just because his immediate news um, is that he's performing at the World Cup, it doesn't mean he's not going to be the X Factor judge. I think. I think. I definitely think Simon's asked him to do it, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I think he'd be good on it. I don't even know. I mean, they can have to start auditions pretty soon, but I don't even know if he's decided yet. Like, these things go down to the wire. Yeah. I think he's yes for the X Factor judge, and I think no for the World Cup. That's what I think. No, but he's definitely doing the World no, Cup. No, I don't. <laughs> what I mean is I don't want him to. You're flying in the face the of one, fact. The one thing yeah. I have... Oh, yeah. my God, John Dunn's even cackling. The one thing no. I have confirmed. No, I know. I this know he's coming. I just this, don't want him to do it. This kind of sums up your stubbornness in, in a kind of brilliant way. That's actually really what do you mean? BTC. BTC. Behind the curtain. The curtain. Um, right, okay, I'm going to move on from that. Yeah. So, confirmed, he is doing the World definitely Cup. Definitely doing the World Cup. Yeah. Thanks fact that... Well, <laughs> Steph would rather he did and not do. I don't know. Who knows? He, he can mix okay. up, yeah. But they've definitely announced that Louis Walsh isn't doing. Yes, that was they have at the weekend. Oh, he isn't. And is Sharon he finally not doing it. No, yes. yeah, that was a proper oh. official. Press Louis release. Walsh is not doing it, and Sharon well, should and, still do it. But there's a weird. I I'm, I love Louis. I will miss yeah. Louis. But there's a that. I mean, this is going to Sharon's take, only doing the live and, shows, and that, which, which is I, weird, isn't that's it? That's quite odd. Like, why? Why she's only doing the live shows? She's not doing the listeners. It's like that's such a contractual obligation, isn't it? They've clearly gone. We want to refresh the whole panel. We're going to get rid of Sharon. She's gone. Like, in my opinion, I don't know. I have no facts. I'm just it's making conjecture. This up. Everyone, conjecture. Lawyers. She's gone. You effort. You're not getting rid of me. I've signed a massive contract for however many years, and in order to not like break that contract mm. they've said right you could, you'll do the live shows but it just doesn't make any sense I just think this is Simon's idea of refreshing it sure but you know but it's not exciting enough that's what I need to say Simon shows. if you're listening and I know you listen to the podcast <laughs> it's not exciting enough pull your mm. finger out we don't know who they're getting to replace Lou Walsh it could be if it's Robbie Williams you'd be pleased wouldn't you yeah it's exci- that is yeah it's you exciting won't. but it's not an exciting well, as I've said as, as you said. said format change is it but anyway right moving on I've been doing a bit of reading Oh, good. We yeah. like it, we like Keeping it, it highbrow. Yeah, and we like it when you recommend a yeah, tome. And, well, it's an old one. So, oh. you know, I'm obsessed oh, with go. the Durrells, the Durrells. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I've got into the Corfu trilogy by Gerald Durrell because, you know, he you wrote are. those three books. Uh, My Family and Other Animals, Birds, Beasts and Relatives and The Garden of the Gods. And they're all in one book. Oh, yeah. It's a fat tome. And it's so good because we, 
Boyd and I particularly like the Durrells. And mm. I thought, oh, I wonder if, you know, sometimes they're not always faithful to the book and sometimes the, you know, the adaptation's perhaps better than the book. But have you ever read uh, My Family and Other Animals, Boyd? I believe I read them when I was very young. So I don't remember Just a few well. years ago. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they are just, it's, the books are even funnier than the TV series. And I find the TV so- series very, like, witty. The characters are just as they appear on screen. The only thing I've noticed that is different is that Larry, played by Josh O'Connor, in the TV series, is blonde. Oh, wow. shocker. Mm. Wow. What a shocker. Creative license taken. Yeah. Steph, is that sarcasm? So, no, yeah. no, it wasn't. Yes, it you is. know what I think about the Durrells? It's a production company going on holiday for a little bit of time. You know, I think it's a jolly uh, up. Of, I've told you. I've told you yeah. it's a jolly up. Is Did it ITV? Yes. Yeah. ITV jolly up. Classic. Talking of Josh, Josh O'Connor, you mem, didn't you, Kay? Yes. Is that what you're about? You're about to, are I you holding that back? Don't hold back. I was literally back. just about to say, well, Don't actually, funny you say that, Steph, because I did speak to Josh O'Connor recently. When did you speak to him? On the telephone? No, in person. Oh. Because I went to Brussels. Did you now? On um, Thursday last week, because very excitingly, the BBC are doing an adaptation of Les Mis, or Les Miserables to oh, you. Oh, yep. yes. Very exciting. It's going to be a six-parter. Is there any singing in it? No, which is what? such a blessed relief, because oh, I'm not a fan God. of musicals. Oh, for God's sake. I hate musicals. Same. Why sing it when you can just say it? Yeah, but they do, they say it and no, then they sing say, it as well. Don't sing. No, no, no. But they say it and then they sing something as well. So why no, do they lame is they just it's sing totally all of song. it. Is, you're wrong. Lame is that, one of those ones. It's all sung, isn't it? Really oh, yeah. badly, annoyingly. It is, yeah, it is. But in the like film, is it all? The film is all sung pretty much. I think, unless I'm, I'm trying to think of a bit. No, it's. it's I think it sticks to the formula. It's all sung and it is irritating. But I'm happy to say Andrew Davis adaptation is all spoken and it's got a really great cast. Olivia Coleman's in it. Um, our friend Dominic West. I say that, we've never Who does, it, does he play uh, Jean Valjean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From The Affair. And um, he's in it. Josh O'Connor plays Marius. Mm. Um, who else have got? Erin Kellyman. Is Eponine, is that he said? Ooh, Was she Eponine. the one in um, Solo? Oh, maybe. I don't know. What's her name? Yeah, the curly... Um, <laughs> Erin Kellyman. Oh, Do you know her? Okay, no. Um, and many others, Lily Collins, and it was fantastic to speak to them, and I'm really excited about it, because as we know, Andrew Davis is incredible. He did War and Peace and Pride and Prejudice. When is it going to be on? Is it a Christmas thing? I think it's going to be the new year. That's yeah. all I can say. I've big. signed stuff now, I can't I think say it's, anymore. I the don't know. Year. What? That's just away. We haven't even had summer yet. Yeah, but they're filming it now. That's why I was going watch. to watch them film. Yeah, see, that's the whole oh, Okay, fine. It's, it's what is known as a set visit. Yeah, I, right, I saw okay. horses and carts. Did you? Oh, I saw people in period dress. It was very exciting. Perfect. Mm. Oh, thanks, Boyd. Oh. Um, anyway, that's me done. Is that it? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. That's my bit of bonging. That was very much. Oh yeah, we didn't even that was you talk. Me bong, style bong, name bong. dropping. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Listen, I was just hanging out with Dominic. Uh, what am I t- do? Whole host of names tumbling down. Yeah. Josh O'Connor was my favourite. Just got to say. Yeah, he's great. As in of uh, God's Own Country fame. Yeah, and the Durrells. <laughs> Beat he, that ceiling. What are you doing? I didn't know whether you were going to do a complete format change and you were going to go next and then no, 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 that no. would be crazy. No, okay, no, no, no. fine. Let's not so, go. If you've got 15 to 20 minutes spare every day, you can learn a lot by watching Netflix new series Explained. Ooh, heard of no. this? No. I've heard of it, yeah. Do you know anything Please about do crypt- explain. Do you know anything about cryptocurrency? No, but I need to oh god, I try and 15 understand to it 20 regularly. minutes. Do you know anything about monogamy? Yeah, I know a lot about that. 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> Basically, Netflix got this How fantastic How long does it take to explain monogamy? Huh? Does it take that Don't long to explain monogamy? No, the history of these things. This is two very big contrasts, like cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that takes a long time. Monogamy. No, 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 no. It's like one <laughs> sentence. Go on then. What's monogamy? Go on. Explain it. 
what, having a relationship with one person for the whole of your uh, life? That's what you think. Oh. But yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you, you have to watch it. 15 to 20 minutes. What? No, that is it, Steph. No, 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 no. There's a lot more Clearly, to it than got that. It, we've got it wrong all Yeah, you've got it all along. Mm, got it all so wrong. That's where we're going wrong. Basically, it attempts to address some questions about modern life in these short episodes. And it's absolutely brilliant. There's an episode on um, K-pop, which is the phenomenon of Korean, Korean pop. pop. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. It's absolutely brilliant. Okay. I mean... Kay. Just that, for example, Korean pop, K-pop. I mean, is the explanation just what K-pop stands for? Because otherwise, Korean pop, it's not a hard to understand, is it? I'm not attacking you. you. I'm just... I feel that you both need to watch a couple of these episodes and then you'll realise how much you've learnt from them. Okay? I'm into it. I'm into learning. Have you all finished The Staircase? (laughs) Yeah. Also on Netflix? No. No. I'm going to the uh, screening on... uh, You you mentioned last week, didn't you? What, BAFTA? Are you taking me to that screening, the BAFTA screening? Um, I I believe you're not available. I believe you're away. That's what you told me. Oh, wait, what? I remember you've had this argument already. Okay. Okay. You're outraged as a default mode and then you realise. Yeah, I remember. So I'm kind of slightly holding back so that I can go to the screening and I'm not sure which episodes they're going to show and then there's going to be a Q&A afterwards with the director, the French director. Xavier Jean Lestrade. We did mention it last week because um, one of our pogs suggested we go in and out. Yes, that's right. And the pog, I'm now following up the pogs. Well, let's talk about that next week because I finished The Staircase. The three new episodes are absolutely thrilling. Do you think you did it? I tell you what, I flip flopped around. Mm. After I listened to Reasonable Doubt, which is the podcast, I thought, this man is a killer. That's what I thought. Then by by episode eight of Staircase, I was like, this man has been wrongly accused. Mm. Reverse ferret. Then by the end, I can't tell you. Anyway, I flip-flop around a lot. I flip-flop around a lot. And I've caught up on Patrick Melrose. So this is just a bit of me telling you I've caught up on things, which is still on Sky. Um, I found it very distressing, though. I didn't watch the last one yesterday, so don't tell me what happens. So when you say you've caught up, you haven't caught up with the rest of the world because the last one was on this weekend. Yeah, but I hadn't watched any of it, apart from that first one we had to watch. And also, do you know we watched... So that's on Sky, so absolutely brilliant. Now, Goliath. Do you remember we reviewed the first episode? And I said... Billy Bob Thornton on the Amazon Prime Route One, yeah. But you know, I said I it was really up my street, and I was going to go back and watch. Not as good as I'm just going to endorse. Go. I went back and I've watched the first season, and it's absolutely brilliant. I know there's a really big catch up, so it kind of is a bit of a spoiler if you start watching season two. But please do go and watch Goliath. Oh really? It is is brilliant. Mm. It's really, really, really good. I I might give it a twirl. Um, then two more things I want to mention. I know this is a bit of a rando, but I watched uh, <laughs> this, this is film, an extended this podcast Bruce for everyone. Willis film know. called Death Wish, which was directed by Eli Wash. No, this is a, Eli Roth. This is a warning. You know, I've started a new section in my thing, which is called D recommendations. Steph's D recommendations. Don't watch it. I'm going to tell you what happens. Basically, a Don't surgeon. Tell us what no, just briefly. I'm going to tell you the Death Wish. Death Wish. Yeah, the remake of Death Wish. The it's, Charles Bronson classic. Oh, is it a film already? It's a remake. Yeah, it was a remake. So yeah, they the, the original Death Wish, Death Wish, sorry, right. Death Wish, is a Dish very Wish. very famous seventies kind of exploitation ultra violent film. Charles Bronson as as the taking revenge. Oh God, sounds well cheering. Um, and it's directed by Michael Winner. Pretty much oh. the only good film that Michael Winner ever made right, before he okay. became like that film yeah. critic, restaurant critic rather. And now this is the remake. Have you last seen year. the remake? I've not seen it. Don't watch it. I'm, no, I mean I'm, I'm, it looks terrible. Yeah, this is it terrible? Oh my God, it's. Honestly, How one of the most stars? terrible films I've ever seen. And it really upsets me that Bruce Willis is yeah, in it. Because yeah. if Bruce Willis plays the main guy, I'm not going to give anything away. He's a surgeon and um, his wife and daughter are burglarised and some nasty things happen. <laughs> and then he goes on a revenge spree. Yeah. I hate burglarised. Oh, yeah, terrible. Why don't we say no. burgled? No, I'm not saying it about you, just... 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, just said burglarised. So no, 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 as a general, no, as a general okay. thing, we all start saying burglarised. It's not what possessed you to Netflix. watch that. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> what you said about ten minutes ago. Is there anything on Netflix you haven't watched? No, no. However, my, my final thing I'm going to se- yeah. recommend that you watch is get it on catch up. We've got to get the sponsor by Netflix. No, no. Yeah. This is Go get on. it on catch up. BBC, the Antiques Ooh. Roadshow did a suffragette <gasps> special, Ooh. and it's at. Absolutely fantastic. You must watch it. It was on this Sunday. If you didn't catch it, it is still on catch up. It's got lots of fabulous women who did loads of firsts, including a 91 year old woman who for twice held the record for swimming the channel. And the first time she was on the channel, it took her 12 hours. Um, yes, it's absolutely brilliant. Please do watch it on catch up. Even if you don't watch any other antiques roadshows, it's really, really well worth watching it. Okay. Um, and realizing, wow, it's taken us 100 years to get to this point, and we're, you know, wonderful. Did you go as women. on the uh, march? I didn't know no. I was doing other things, which I'll talk about later. She's watching Netflix. Yeah. yeah watching Netflix. <laughs> can't, can't go on any march. I mean, there's more things I could talk about, but you know uh, what? I, I won't. No, I, mean, I won't. I won't. Okay, We've got to save some for next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. no. no live just, no, live no, edit. I, no, no, it's fine. Live editorial meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could do more. I don't mind. No, no, okay. I've finished. Okay. Do you feel... Do Are you they feel all like, on Netflix? If you feel like something, you've got a burning urge. That was on BBC. I was going to mention very quickly something. You know the Sense8? You know Sense8? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Sense8. The confusing thing. I was Sense8. away. Steph was off. Oh. Charles Gantar, esteemed oh, film yeah. editor. Classic episode. I always... I always... <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> no, because Charles Gant. Okay, no, hold on. Here. Classic episode oh. when I wasn't here oh, and I was God. replaced by an actual proper film critic. Is that what you're saying to me? No, not because of that. I'm just saying it happened to be classic. Just anything with Charles. Things are taking the worst. To get shot anyway. Um, the finale, the long-awaited for fans finale of Sensei is on the Netflix now. And by the way... Oh, yeah, no, mention, it's coming up. It's coming out, okay. Yeah, it's coming up. It's on the Netflix. And um, it's two and a half bloody hours, this epic final episode of this show two and a half hours yeah yeah it's a lot that's, that's ridiculous. longer it's than a, a film lot. yeah that's, yeah, it's an, that's it's taking a film. it too far it's a massive it's a Wachowski film is what it is because you know it's is that created by, by, is that yeah, by Wachowski's Wachowski's did. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah sisters sisters oh yeah yes. sorry they are sisters um, and uh, but I really enjoyed it but the interesting thing about it is is that um, the interesting thing about the the finale is the, fa- the this show is famous for I don't remember in the one we reviewed whether was mm. there an orgy in the one we reviewed no, I don't mean okay. so. It's famous for its its sex scenes and its audiences. Sense if you don't know, it's all about these eight people around the world and completely different, unconnected, but they all have this they have this um uh, extrasensory connection, Ooh. this supernatural connection. They all can all effectively be together and no matter what they're all doing separately around the world. What? And so so the like kind twins. of the idea that they're all gonna have sex together is one of the ways that they dramatise this. Like all of them being eight the, people having sex together at the well, same time. I mean that is ridiculous. <laughs> oh. It's messy is what it is. Oh. Why would they want to? Why would they want to do Maybe that? Not. Like a big orgy? <laughs> so. Like hold on, like a big orgy, yes. which is like yes. uh, defying yes. all geography. Yes. Okay. It's happened throughout the series. There's been two or three famous. So what they get together in the evenings? Or do you see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily in the evening. Sometimes it can be in the day. You know how I feel about daytime stuff yeah. like that. Swimming pools. No. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. listen. No. Anyway, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I don't think it's a big spoiler, but all I because all I say is that you, you're you're kind of waiting for this thing to happen in in the two and a half hour thing, which is a you know it's a kind of fantasy adventure, and, it's, and there's some brilliant brilliant action scenes. The Wachowskis always do brilliant action, and they're still doing brilliant action in this film. But it does end with said scene of 
activity, adult activity, mm. among a lot of people. And it is quite extraordinary, is all I'll say. Mm. Yeah. Sensate on okay, uh, wow. Netflix well, now. I mean, there's literally nothing to say yeah. there. I mean, you've yeah. silenced us. Yeah. It's the opposite of monogamy. Yeah. Monogamy oh, episode. Uh, yeah. I see what you've done. You've yeah. brought it all around. Very much the opposite of yeah. that. Yeah. Whatever the word is. Yeah. Polyamory. Could yeah. be. Mm. That could be the word. Polyamorous. Um, more importantly, this very morning, I went to see Hereditary, <gasps> which is out in cinemas this Friday, I believe. Is that meant to be the scariest it's film of the, the year? It's the scariest film of the year. It's um, on the post. It says things like, "This is the new Exorcist. This is the new The Shining. Is it? This is the new Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. Three films of which it's clearly influenced by. Um, it stars. I won't do our full thing because okay. obviously, time is of the essence, and we've got three in-depth things to review. And Kay is going to wrap me on the knuckles. Well, we've probably I, got some tweets as well. And so. we've definitely got some tweets. But what I would say is, um, it's 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 a weird film because it's, so it's written and directed by this first time called Ari Aster. Ari Aster, Ari Aster, and it sorry, is sorry, Ari, A S T E R, Aster, Ari Aster, yeah, yeah, because you said it like he was it's an artist and it was like oh. his one name, no, no, Ari Aster, no. Ari Aster, yeah, like Prince, yeah, no, already Ari we spent too much Aster. time talking about that. We have. Okay, he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill us. <laughs> Enough about his name. No, seriously, was it Ari or no? <laughs> carry on. So if people wanted to phone in, they'd like, oh, should we invite Ari along? Yeah, 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 yeah got it. Definitely. Slight Steph. Yeah, um, it's got brilliant cast. Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. Love exactly. Tony Collette. Yeah, she's brilliant. She plays um, the kind of mother of a family. Uh, her husband's Gabriel Byrne, also oh. brilliant. Two kids, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, I think, are newcomers. Um, her mum, it all begins with the funeral of her mother. And it, basically, they've had a kind, some kind of w- incredibly dysfunctional relationship, her and her mother. And she's not really kind of that sad that her mother's passed away. And then, I don't want to give anything else away, really. All I'd say is that this event, the death of her mother precipitates a huge amount of trauma and um, violence and uh, disturbing supernatural activity um, involving all kinds of very dark and disturbing stuff. And so um, it all kicks off, basically. And it's one of those films where it's one of these, there's a kind of new breed of horror film in a way. Mm. You've never seen The Witch, Bab- The Babadook a little bit, you know. Oh, um, right. Uh, it follows. Have you heard of that film? There's Babadook kind of... always sounds like it's going to be fun, though, but it's not. Well, Babadook is probably more is more fun than this, mm. actually. That's that's true. But these are these are kind of, almost like art house horrors in a way. Okay. Um, whereby it takes a long, quite a long time to establish the mood. It's it's like it, it's quite a slow build, right. a slow burn. This film particularly, and so it takes its sweet time to establish the characters and that incredible sense of dread right from the start. This oh, incredible. Is sense it of very? Dread. Scary. I'm already feeling tense now. It's, yeah. It's it's tense and it's intense and it's and that totally the dread is done brilliantly. It's different. It's almost like not so much scary as as horrible, really horrible at various key moments. Okay, so should we watch? So this? the warning is if you can't take if you're not a fan of like Dan John I'm Dan out. doesn't like a horror film. Oh John Dan, I didn't know this no, about you. Bit like of a Freddy film. cat. Uh, oh, very I'm much a Freddy cat. cat. Not for Kay, me. No, definitely. I mean, I would. I, I would, could take it. I could take it, boys. I would bar K from watching this film because yeah. it's going to ruin our life. I think you can take <laughs> I it. I can take it, boys. I think it's going to be. I think you're going to find a, a way girl. of watching it if you know I'm what I'm gonna... saying. Um, and what? Go, like going to the cinema and saying, "Please, can I watch well, Hereditary? I'll, I'll, I'll have I'll one be ticket." I'll be thrilled if you do. Yeah, I will. Um, and it, it's Ooh. really difficult. To, all I so what I say is like some people are building up as being the greatest. You know, one of the best horror films for years and years and years. I, I was slightly disappointed from, the, from that point of view because I think for me the end. Slightly marred it all. So, what happens? Why? What happens? The end? 
I, I will say oh. this: they kind of explain what's going on. Now, I have a big thing about so my quick thing about horror films. Okie dokie. That I've already been going on too right, long. Sorry, just, Kate. No, but no, let me quickly say this: Listen, I'm I prefer when you're watching a horror film that the experience is enough and you don't need necessarily... So if, if there's a supernatural thing going on, you don't need to the explanation of it. It doesn't need no. to, Do you know what I mean? Like, I what's the origin yeah. of this thing that's yeah. like you're watching? I don't need that. And scare this, me or don't scare yeah. me. And I thought, you haven't got time for that. I thought the brilliant thing... I, I was hoping that this film was two hours. I thought it's not going to bother with the big, long explanation of what it, that does. it kind of does. Uh. And um, But apart from that, there's some incredibly... Terrifying, intense moments. I mean, people, people oh, were. God. None of I what you're saying excites well, me. Sick. Cinema full of critics. No, it was all full of critics. But there was gasping, and there was you could feel the tension. So, from that point of view, it's a brilliant. It's, in many ways, it's a brilliant piece of filmmaking. So, where does it rank uh, with your recent most favourite uh, horror film, The Get Out? Mm. Good question. Get out, you mean? <laughs> Look, I was, uh, I sorry. Was, I was it's, doing your. That's a work. very good question. Yeah, I it's know. Definitely. I much prefer Get Out. Yeah, fine. And, you, and in fact, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was thinking, oh, you know, what is a horror film? I prefer like Get Out. Is uh, Get Out is is a, a, I think even much better film. Or, no, a, a better film, by which I would watch repeatedly. Was I never watch this again? I'm never ever going to watch this again. Oh, it's God. almost too distressing for oh. words. You looked traumatized when you came back. Oh, thank yeah. I think I was semi-traumatized. Yeah. So on the one, you're like, it can't be. It's not. It's it's a kind of in many ways brilliant because it did traumatize me and a lot of people in that screening room definitely. On the other hand. I think the brilliant things are slightly marred by the thoughts. Anyway, I've said enough. Hereditary, go and see it for yourself if you can take it. And I'll tell you one thing, Tony Collette must get an Academy Award nomination because she is phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm surprised she hasn't won one And the one final thing I was going to say, and you mentioned oh. it already, so I don't need to go on about it much longer, Kay. I've only done two things. Listen, one all I'd say is we've got to look into the definition Apologia. of final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know. In it's these, a final final. In go these on. summer days, in these summer days, you have to do the first bit. Yep. Uh, Penultimate, now meat. final. Do you know what is a scary film? <laughs> no, just as a. Just, do you know what? And everyone hates this film, but apart from me, Stir of Echoes. That really frightened me. That film, the Kevin Bacon film, where the little boy's like the white feather. Is this a film that's just arrived on Netflix? By any chance? No, it's really oh, old, okay. but it is good. Yeah, I like that what, film. Yeah, I yeah. tell you what's terrifying: the prospect of this podcast never ending. <laughs> Come on. What's your final thing, boys? Well, you mentioned it, the catch-up with Patrick Melrose. Melrose, and mm. I wanted to say that the final episode um, is an absolutely incredible triumph which went out on Sunday do you the think he's going to get all the awards for it I, I, hope mean, I don't know how he's not going to everyone so should get good. all the awards he is incredible the, the adaptation um, if Kate's nodding wants me to move on but the adaptation by David Nichols of One mm. Day Fame is so clever the way he distills he, he, t- he takes a little bit of the fourth book and puts it into the fifth episode oh. the way he's, he, he captures the essence of it because it's so hard to get right the fact that in the end Patrick Melrose finds some redemption and some like he finds a way through his oh, trauma, that's good to know. yeah, his childhood trauma, but it's so subtly done. And the way the last few minutes, I'm saying you haven't watched it either, have you? No, I'm the last few minutes, which flash back again, oh god, to the childhood trauma, oh god, are so brilliantly done. It's one of the is it, it is. So, I'm, I'm saying the word now, a masterpiece. <gasps> I'm serious. Episode two was traumatic. Is it as traumatic as that? That last episode, no, because um, don't tell us, only briefly flashes back right. to that particular thing mm-hmm. the, the childhood trauma yeah and um the rest of it, it it's some really funny bits this it's really funny as oh, well because you know the, his dad's crazy friend horrible mm. friend he's in it a lot and that's really funny he has to encounter yeah. some hippy dippy crazy <laughs> women it's so it's really funny I it's it's wait. an absolute masterpiece there we are that's all i wanted to say Kay. i hope i haven't taken up too much Not too of avoid. the time let us turn to the tweets, tweets before, before the meat, meat. right 
That was seamless that time. Yeah. You have to lay that down as a trap. You sort of joined in with the little jingle. I know, a trio. Almost. Um, Right, Critters, at Critters, says, great podcast this week, guys. I love that, and I, Boyd, you're going to love this. At Boyd Hilton, always begins the title of any TV service with the. So it's the Netflix, the Amazon Prime. You do it all the time, and I... We kind of got back to at Chris and said, do you know what? It's just an ongoing joke. And you're aware you're doing it, don't you? But what I thought was interesting was that you did say that to Chris's. Yeah. That it was not, and didn't Chris's tweet it again? Yeah, I don't so know. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> so I wonder whether Chris saw you or for some reason ignored your reply. Yeah. You wanted to show it. And then so I then I thought, well, now I'm going to take the opportunity to Address carry on yourself, the joke. Yeah. So I said, yeah, that, like the BBC One and the ITV. And um, the Channel 4. Boyd, can you start introducing us as the Steph and the K? I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. something to look the into. Yeah. The Steph, the K. Yeah, why not? Okay. The John Dan. Yeah, all of them. It's going to work, isn't it? Yeah. Um, also, you have been, which I enjoyed a lot, you have been Twitter-bonged a lot oh. by the Pogs. Oh, yeah. Twitter-bonged. Twitter-bonged. It's the new thing. Yeah. Twitter-bonged. Yeah. yeah. Um, for your multiple name drops on, what was that about? What you have you been name dropping on the Twitter? You'd been to some glitzy event. Oh, yeah, I can't I'm remember. I can't remember what that was been now. been He's been to so many Well, I did John Bishop last week. Oh, that oh, was, Bish. was it. That? Did yeah, you tell Bish. him what I thought about his acting? No, I bloody well did not. Well, so nice. that would be useful to hear. He's James lovely. Corden was that a, was that a bong as well? Maybe I tweeted about that. Anyway, yeah. Oh, and Love Island. Yes, because I know. Oh, yes. Oh, what? John Dan has reminded what me. What is it? What was it? Because the Doctor is he still on it? The Doctor. Yeah, I do, I'm not watching it. I haven't watched it. The Doctor. I've watched it since episode one. But um, my a friend of mine who is a um, matron. In a hospital. Ooh, matron. She's a worked, matron. She's worked in the age. That's what they call them. They still yeah, call them no, matrons. I know. It's so I believe difficult. you. I think there's a whole discussion about... I've got a friend about, that's a matron I think well. there's a whole discussion about, actually, about whether they sh- that, that phrase is still like appropriate, that they're that trying they to give a different matron. way. It's a, I think it's, it's a, fine. Yeah, it's a high-level nurse. It's, it's a top-level nurse, Maybe they basically. should call them like nurse consultants. High operative. Anyway, she's <laughs> been working in the NHS since, since we were at college, mm. and um, she works in the same hospital as the doctor. And not only that, uh, this, the phrase she used to me was when she pointed out that she knows the doctor, I taught him everything he knows. <gasps> oh, yes. that's the ultimate bong. Yes. Bong. So I did announce the fact that I, I dropped that, and a lot of people were she, So she, she is saying that she, the matron, yeah. taught him Alex. everything he knows about medical matters. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not hoping, saying anything okay, else. Fine. Yeah, Hopefully, fine. not love matters because he no, has not oh, a clue, she's frankly. Ma- she's yeah. married to my friend, yeah. Um, right, moving <laughs> swiftly on. So, um, at Andy Manx says, um, after, oh yeah, so at I'm a sports pod, after the middle ends, now the American ends with multiple crying faces. Definitely worth a mention next Tuesday. Are you watching it? The Americans? Yes. The I Americans. Wanna, oh, I've always, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the Americans. I've Sorry, always I wanted to watch that. that. So <laughs> that's, um, what do you call it, Kerry yeah, Russell. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's Is true. it? I, I want to get on that. It. Is that the, on Prime? No, no, no. It's on, oh, it might be. It's I on think it is on Prime. ITV, um, Three or four, I want to say, has been showing it. Um, it started out on ITV. The first series was a, they put it on Saturday night on ITV. Series one of the Americans. I interviewed Matthew Reese for it. Matthew Reese is in it. Bong. The yeah, Bong, bong. who I've known for years because he was in he was in thing with David Williams. The time Bong, bong. years and years, years ago. Anyway, he's a lovely guy, a lovely, brilliant a- actor. Um, and uh, it's all about undercover Russians living in suburbia in America and how they and then they have family and that the ramifications of that and it's just finished the, oh, I want to see it yeah and it is absolutely phenomenal now, I have to be honest I kind of f- I stopped watching it after yeah, about trailed off two or four and I felt bad I always felt bad 
but partly felt bad for who? For myself. <laughs> right, okay. Not for Matthew Reese or Kerry bad. Russell or anyone else. <laughs> but I've got to start again because apparently everyone says it just got better and better and better. And by the final everyone's season, talking about it. everyone's saying it's one of the I'm greatest, stop watching it. greatest things ever on TV. So, what? Yeah, people are saying that. Yeah. What? Like some of the, the proper American critics, you know, the big, like the New Yorker, Emily Nussbaum. Do you know Emily Nussbaum? She's the best TV critic in the world. New Yorker. Why is she the best TV critic in the world? She's a brilliant writer. She's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Do you like her more than you like me? I like her more than like me. Oh, good good reaction. (laughs) Anyway, the Americans. Yes, you're absolutely right. Who was who said that? Um, Andy Andy Mack. Right. Last one. Um, Are you watching Frankie Boyle's new word order? Says at DMC one six nine one. Mistakes in these new world order. World order. You can't critique people's tweets. I mean, it's factually incorrect. Tweets. New word order. They're taking the time. That's a different thing. Oh my god! Then I should have read it. Boyle's Frankie word new order. Exactly. Uh, yes, I am watching it. I, I quite like it. I quite like it. Thank you, Boyle, blocked me on Twitter. Interestingly, <gasps> why? Yeah. Because it's I not gasping today. Yeah. Sorry, about yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It's all coming out now. You didn't even know, know these things. What shit have you done now? I very rarely for me. I a few years ago, I wrote a thing in the Observer. You know, the Observer used to have these debates where they'd right. say they'd have a topic, and Frankie Frankie Boyle did a joke oh, about. Yeah. Oh, was uh, it Katie Price's son? Katie Price's son, and then another joke about um, that swimmer, the lovely swimmer, and her the lovely nose, swimmer's the nose, dolphin yeah. thing. Yeah. The thing about if you look in a spoon Rebecca Adlington Re- thank yeah. you Rebecca Adlington so he was doing these very nasty distasteful in quotes yeah. you know offensive unkind. Quotes, unkind jokes right and I um, debated I with another quotes, journalist they are offensive I debated with another journalist saying I found his not offensive I didn't want him to be banned or anything but I basically said I thought he would, had gone too far yeah. you know in terms of taste yeah. and I thought they were kind of punching down you know yeah. Yeah. Like for a comedian rather than yeah. and, um, and, and he, he blocked me on Twitter there and then. So as soon as that article came out, which you know I put you know link to it, I mean he didn't. Yeah, he was annoyed. And, well, he can't um, take it, can he? What fair a baby? Enough. I mean, I don't, I'm not having a go. At him no, no, it. no. You That's know. very childish. If you can't take critic no, criticism, fine. I don't. No, I, I don't. Oh, for God's I, sake! I, I think well, he's totally within his right you. because you know when you tweet someone, I think someone had added me, added his name in. I would never. Add, if I'm if I put a link to an article that I've criticised someone in, I would never add them in. I think that's really bad form. And if someone else did. That's what happened. Right. And you, you know, you're like it's like it's almost like tale t- telling tales on someone else. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, by yeah. the way, this bloke's written this, said this hot nasty. It's dobbing in. It's yeah, a it's big a dob. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you got dobbed in. I got dobbed in. And Frankie then Boyle, fully within his right. Me. I don't. I'm not bothered. Anyway, enough. funnily enough, I think I am a fan of his. I think he's. And I think now, funnily enough, to say funnily enough, second time in one sentence, third time, he's found a much better. Play, it's his, now he's more did political. Did you change him? No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. Um, he did a terrible sketch on Channel 4 as well. Oh my God, why are you slagging this, him some more? No, I think God, this is a good this show. Is, this is no, the no, mother no, no. of all flip-flops. <laughs> it's a good fi- this is a good show. This suits him. I like the show. New World Order. Everyone not New World Order. And the Order. episode that David Baddiel was on, which was the first episode of this series, a couple weeks ago, caused a massive stir. I mean, uh, it, I can't even go into that. But David Baddiel, legend, hero, has had to do with so much shit for what he said on that show. What did he say? Jeremy Corbyn anti-Semitism. Oh, it's right. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, oh yes, yes. Sorry, I have read oh, something yeah. about that. I mean, Google it, Pogs. Google it. Google. Um, and finally, to say <laughs> also on up. that note, please do not block us, but do send us your tweets. If you've got anything else you want to tell us about, ask questions, anything you want, critiques are void. That's all welcomed. At Armistice Pod, get in touch. Who knew that the uh, K would bring up two huge things that are in your life? About for hours. <laughs> Certainly not I. <laughs> Certainly not I. She's regretting it now. <laughs> Let's have some meat. Come on, oh, finally. Okay. Let's get the sodding meat on. Right. Bloody hell. We're starting with Ocean's 8, the major motion picture, Steph. And now, in many ways, I think we, I, I 
wanted us to all see this film together because, yeah. let's be clear, for you, it stars Sandra Bullock. Yeah. She's very much closely involved with, I think, the getting this film together. Yeah. From what I've read. Um, and, you know, kind of making sure it happened. Yeah. She's the main lead role, I would say, along the whole array of females in right. it. Right. And you, but more I, importantly, I, I don't feel there's Steph any is... greater fan of Bullock than you. Is that right? You are obsessed. I am obsessed with Sandra Bullock. I absolutely love and adore her. I I know this is going to sound completely nutso, but I truly believe that Sandra Bullock and I are supposed to be best friends. I used to have a framed photo of her on my desk mm-hmm. holding two dogs. I can verify She was holding that. two dogs, but then everyone thought that was a bit weird because I also had this wall. I used to sit by a wall which had a pillar and I used to put just pictures of her up and call it the wall of Bullock. Um, I've had to dismantle those things because I'm 37 and I can't do things like that anymore. But my love but also for her... In this office, we're not allowed to do that kind of thing. No, we're right? not allowed to put things The only thing that stops you from being friends with her... What is it? The restraining order. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's the only I thing that I can see. I deeply, deeply love Sandra Bullock. Um... Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't know what else to say. So Thinking this, about her makes me a bit emotional because I love her so much. Yeah, and this is the first, this is a big Sandy B event, Ocean's 8. So I'm going to okay. turn to you to explain what the H is going on in this film. Okay, so basically, Sandra Bullock is Debbie Ocean, who is the sister of Danny Ocean, our lovely, lovely George Clooney, okay? She, you, we join her as she is being released from prison. You don't, I'm not going to say why she's been in prison because I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away. But she's, I'm out of prison. She's and committed she, a crime. She's committed a crime. Um, and she goes to meet up with her criminal partner, played by Kate Blanchett, um, Lou, played by Kate Blanchett. And she says, I, for five years, have been thinking of this crime that I want to commit and are you in? And basically, the crime, I'm not giving anything away, the crime is to go to the Met Ball, the very fancy ball that happens every year, which is put on by Vogue and the Metropolitan Museum of Arts, and steal some jewels. But in order to do that, they have to kind of get a gang together, and that's how the gang of people, including Rihanna, and Hathaway... Um, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Mindy, Mindy Kaling. Kaling how are they? Quathina. How they are all uh, brought together. Correct. You summed oh, it that up. Was, that was a great nutshell. Good up some. Mm. Yeah. Now, lots of questions. Yeah. From this lots. film because, yeah. um, I mean, I've just written an article for Heat Magazine, which will Have be coming you out next Tuesday. Yeah. About mm. the whole female reboot mm. issue. Oh, issue. But, well, it is Ooh. an issue in the sense that Ghostbusters was a big, very, very high-profile um, reboot of Ghostbusters with three, four main women in the in yeah. the main roles. And it got a lot of shit from crazy online trolls who were, you know, get annoyed and offended by identity politics, by the idea that, you know, these great kind of classic films should be remade with women. Why are they doing that? So those people are obviously morons. Mm. And we should not even give them any time of day. But I think there is an interesting phenomenon because I I was disappointed with that film, Ghostbusters. Were you? I liked it. I thought it was fun. But I somehow lacked the magic. I don't, and it's almost like it didn't, just didn't it, quite work for me. It didn't have enough Bill Murray in it. That was the problem. No, 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 not at all. Um, I almost, so I feel with that. I felt with that film mm. that it didn't really use its brilliant talent, those female stars, yep, well enough. Like I didn't think it gave them yep. enough. Now, Ocean's Eight is out. The next in this line, and it is a thing. It is like a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's a trend. Yeah. So there's more one. There's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels coming out, mm-hmm. which I've written about, which is also going to be remade. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies with girls rather than boys. So this is a thing that's happening. Now, with Ocean's Eight, I've come 
cards on the date table, I was disappointed. And I think even more so than Ghostbusters, mm. you've got these brilliantly talented, funny women, Bullock, Blanchett, Hathaway, mm-hmm. Bonham Carter, Rihanna, yeah. Kaling, particularly Kaling, Mindy Kaling. Oh, my yeah. God. She's yeah. so wasted. Dud roll. Orkafina, Sarah Paulson. They don't give them funny stuff to do and say. So it's a caper. It's like Ocean's Eleven. Without the fun. Without the fun. Mm. And I just feel like Gary Ross, the director, who you know, has directed some decent films and some okay films, and his co-script writer, who wrote it with, with another woman, I just don't think they've given them enough funny stuff to do. And it really annoys me because Boyd. now people are going to go, oh, the women, it's not no, as good as the men. It's not that. It's just in this particular yeah. one, it's not the script. It feels I, like they, it's like a first draft. I think, right, and as, look, I've stated my, my in-depth love for Sandra Bullock, okay? So many would say that for me, she can do no wrong. And that is true, <laughs> except for in this film. Yeah, right. Because she is so brilliant and it, I could not agree with you more but actually I think it goes deeper than saying that these women are wasted which is such a disappointment because they are all so brilliant it's like an embarrassment of riches with all of these actresses and none of them none of them have good enough lines for their caliber of Mm. actress but more than that actually I have a real issue with the plot I have a real issue with all of these women and the one thing they want is a fancy diamond necklace and they have to go to where all these people are dressed and all that they care about is getting... revenge on a man. On a man. I have a real issue. Played by Richard Armitage. I have a real issue with that because actually it's like, I love female reboots, I'm all for them. What mm. I'm not for is like, I don't know where this is like... It's just so, it's just, I find it a little bit insulting. Like, let's all get dressed up. Mm. Let's go and steal a diamond necklace because that boyfriend really upset me. And I'm going to, you know, it's like, why didn't they? I just, I don't know. It's just not cool enough. Like, for these women who are like smart, funny, brilliant women, it's just, I really didn't like the setting. I mean, it, it, it plays like an advert. For Vogue and the Kardashians, and I, a lot of I think everybody has just like this is like you think all of those people are just going to be like, oh my god, I'm in that film. Like you can see the Kardashians going, oh, oh let's come yeah. around to mine to watch the bit yeah. that I'm on, and like Haley Baldwin and people that know, like people do not go to watch the Sandra Bullock films to see these type of cameos. Mm. I found it, I was, really didn't like it, and that is this is honestly the only Sandra Bullock film, and I have to say I think she's good in it, but. She's not. I, she's not my Sandy. You know what? I actually thought her character was just nothing. That's what I, I mean. Think... But she didn't have. They no, didn't no, have the fault. material. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with everything Steph said. I just, I there wasn't enough jeopardy, and it yes. wasn't. It wasn't yes. funny enough. But there's not enough jeopardy. Like in the other Ocean's films, there's a jeopardy. You like, oh god, there's so many things that could go wrong. They're yeah. gonna get caught. You're feeling tense. Yeah. There's nothing tense about this. It's almost like a kind of a guide on how to rob yeah. the Met Gala. Like it's all just instructions. But it's also, nice. didn't you think with the other Ocean's films, there's it always is. an there's amazing. No there's also there's always in every Ocean's film there's an amazing twist that yes. is kept from the audience. That is completely yeah. kept from the audience. Yeah. Now their attempt to do that in this film is utterly crap. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is rubbish. Sarah Paulson, I think, is great. I loved her in it. Um, but overall, I'm not really into female reboots because I just think like. I don't feel we need them. I think why don't we make original? original I mean, that's films a, again a very good point for these amazing actresses. Why do we have to remake them? The well, irony of this being that the absolute best, the thing that makes this film funny, the only thing that's funny in this film James is James Corden. Yeah, he's well, the only thing that's that, funny in this film. Yeah, I said that. I tweeted he's last week. He's the best week. thing he's the best in thing this film, and he's the only thing that's funny in James it. James Corden. He sort of rescues the absolutely. third act. James Corden gets a lot, so much 
shit from um, British people on social media who now routinely slag him off for ludicrous reasons because you know it's like all he's done is gone to America, become incredibly successful, yeah. and people hate him for it. It's yeah, the classic, ridiculous. classic. I mean, it's a cliche. Syndrome. Yeah, it's a cliche. Talk about but it's absolutely true, particularly in this case. It's like he's you know. Done, committed some horrendous crime. Well, he's left us, hasn't you know, he? He's left he us. He thinks he's better than us. He once said something cocky in a BAFTA speech, you know, and like ever since then, people have been like, oh, he's awful. Mm. No, um, read my interview with him in next week's heat. Um, <laughs> well, exclusive. He is great in it, but, and you yeah. know why? Because he's funny, and he's fine. And again, I feel like either he was allowed to improvise a bit or, or almost punch up his own dialogue because it's funny and everyone Boyd, else. Is. Boyd, he was definitely or, allowed to improvise because there's a line in it about Arsenal, yeah, so he was definitely allowed to there's improvise. A line about Arsenal, and he's of course a huge West Ham fan. It must have been. Mm. He, he, he is incredibly is. funny in this, but what's yeah. sorry, State of Affairs is the funniest thing, and a female reboot is Corden. Right, shocking. Right, exactly. He just brings a freshness to it, doesn't he? And a, and a kind of uh, I'm I'm I can't. <laughs> go on enough about I could I can go on enough about I apologise in advance I'm so I, I'm kind of angry because I saw someone on Twitter the other day who hasn't seen the film yet um, posting a picture of Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock there's a big scene where they're talking you know they're talking kind of almost on a beach somewhere yeah, in New yeah. Jersey or something and they look great they look kind of you cool. Know, cool aesthetically oh, this is great aesthetically amazing if you like good outfits right. this is the film for you and, and this person said this woman said oh you know this this is what I want I want to this is a yeah this, and I'm like you have, wait till you, you see you, the you, film you, this is not what you want both of those characters are nothing there's yeah. nothing to I, yeah. now I can't remember Rihanna's what great like. I liked her a lot what are those characters about one final thing I'm going to say is that um, is that if you watch you know there's an interview that Sarah Paulson and Kate Blanchett did on the Today Show in America did I send you the link yeah did you watch it no oh my god <laughs> it's so funny because Charles Gant said, Charles Gant reviewed it for us, and I was talking, we were talking, emailing each other about it, and he said, well, Kate Blanchett just isn't fun, can't do comedy anyway. She's brilliantly funny in this Today Show interview, her and Sarah Paulson just making fun of each other, merciless fun of each other. We'll tweet it from the Unmissables podcast Thank account. you. That 10-minute clip is better than this film. It's better than two mm, hours. It's such a waste. It's so film. disappointing. Having said that, an interesting fact for you guys, the opening weekend, this version beat the male version. So people are obviously loving it. But they're love. They're going to it with it. The, they're going to with it. That's the, that's what yeah. actually upsets me more because they're going to it. They're going to it for all the right reasons, and it's disappointing. Yeah. It's a D recommend from yeah. you. Yeah, maybe we're being too harsh. I mean, we're, you know, no, I enjoyed it while it was it's on. Not, it's not. Don't good, doubt boys. yourself. Come no, no, I did enjoy it while it was on. But now I, you know, I literally can barely remember a thing about it apart no, from James Gordon. Point. How many stars are you giving it, Kay? Uh, three stars. Lukewarm. Steph. Three. That's a three for me. Yes, you know, three is a recommendation, let me remind you. Um, Sorry, Sandy. Ocean's 8 is in cinemas next Monday, weirdly, because most films come out on a Friday or, you know. But, yes, yeah, on the Monday, uh, 18th of June. Just for yourselves, as I often say on this podcast. <laughs> Atlanta Robin season is the second series of the... I'm going to call it comedy, but very loosely comedy, um, created by and starring and written by, sometimes directed by Donald Glover of Childish Gambino and the best thing about Solo, the film, Han Solo film fame. Yes, definitely. Totally. Steph's eating a biscuit. She can't Sorry. say anything. But I, was I just want to back ring. up from that case eating a biscuit as well. The there's so rings. much, there's illicit biscuit eating going Sorry, on. Sorry, I finished now. I'm surrounded by it biscuit It was a yellow eaters. one with the pink lines, which is the best one. In Atlanta, now season one is showing currently, as we speak, on BBC Two on a Sunday night at 10 o'clock. It was yep. on Fox last year. So the Fox show in the UK debuted it. 
now the first season is on BBC Two. If you if you haven't got access to Fox on your Sky or whatever, now Fox is about to show the second season of what we've watched. I can confirm it's all on BBC because it's been on my things to watch. Ah, so there you I, go. I gobbled it up in one go. It's on iPlayer. Weirdly, really weirdly, I think they're showing it on Fox this coming Sunday at ten o'clock at the same time as BBC Two is oh, showing. What's the point? Where they're up to in season one? How bizarre is that? That's so really literally, bizarre. Atlanta they've managed to. F- Atlantis clashing with itself on BBC Two that and Fox ludicrous. on Sunday. Absolutely ludicrous. Anyway, Donald Glover plays Erd Marks, who is a, a kind of is homeless, really, and, and it certainly was at the beginning of season one. And he is back again season two. Homeless, kind of trying, it has to rely on friends of where to sleep. And partly that's how he ended up being the manager of his cousin, who's a rapper, um, played by Brian Tyree Henry. And Brian Tyree Henry's best mate is Darius, who's his like, right-hand man and kind of visionary helper and helping him out creatively. He's very Doofus. funny. Last Doofus. seen in The Get Out. Yes, last seen in The Get Out. And um, Ern's, and, and, um, there's Ern's best friend is Van, played by Zazie Beetz, who's also the mother of his daughter. And it's kind of, it's kind of difficult to describe the tone of it. I would say, so it's like, you think, oh, it's a half-hour comedy, but it's the most loose kind of they do all kinds of bold daring incredible things in season one there was a whole episode that was done as a like the um the the rapper had to apologize for making transphobic comments and it was all done as if it was you know we were watching him yeah apologizing on television that was a really weird episode i quite like that one yeah it was great it was brilliant narratively it's it's daring i'm I'm using daring word bold usually goes with that so season two picks up it opens with a robbery of a um kind of fast food store like a southern fast food store called mrs winners by two teenagers who by the way completely unconnected to the main characters and we don't really know why you know that we're even watching it but it starts off which shows how kind of normal they are when they're just chatting away and then next minute, you know, they're trying to do an armed robbery and it gets quite violent. Mm-hmm. Very and violent. not really funny at all, just no. completely dramatic and brilliantly directed, I thought, that bit. Then, um, Ern is evicted from his storage facility space. He visits Alfred, who's under house arrest, and Darius, who's kind of, they're at odds with each other. You don't know why he keeps asking them, why aren't you talking to each other? <laughs> There's, and they an won't tell him. There's, There's an, an issue. issue. They won't tell him, which is really funny. I They've thought, had a fight. They yeah. keep saying, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about um, it. Domestic. Um, and then they visit Ern's uncle, Willie, to defuse a domestic disturbance. And Uncle Willie keeps going on about how he's got an alligator. Played by Cat Williams, the great yes. comedian. Yes. And he keeps going on about he's got an alligator in his in his house. Yeah. And, he, and you're like, oh, really? And everyone doesn't know. He's got it in his bathroom. In his bathroom. It's just a bit like, Anything you is, know, yeah, you don't know what's going on. And it kind of ends with a kind of, the police arrive and there's, and there's a kind of big confrontation. I won't say any more than that. Yeah. For me... I've described extensively what the show is about. This is one of the best shows yeah. around at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so original. Yeah. The tone of it, it's like um, he deals with big, big issues. It's basically, it's all about, really, it's all about people, you know, dealing with their lot in life in Atlanta, black people, mm. and the fact that it's really hard. Mm. Life is really, really tough. And institutionally, the whole society is kind of keeping them down. And can you work can you you know if you, if you become a rapper even can you go beyond that can you use your creativity can you often the answer is no and often the answer is no and he's and and, and his, i think there's no accident he's back in season two begins homeless again and having to kind of catch off his friends and say can i stay here and they're like no and it's there's a kind of melancholic undercurrent to it which is mm. really sad incredibly realistic and yet funny and unpredictable at the same time steph I absolutely love this. It is, like you say, original and funny. And 
Probably you don't know this, but my husband lived in Atlanta for a year when he was that. trying to play, um, get back into football in America. No. And he basically so- was homeless and sofa surfed oh. for the whole year, living on is people's... Is he Donald Glover? He is Childish Gambino. <laughs> my wow. And he loves this because he's like, this is exactly what Atlanta <laughs> is like. I mean, he's not a rapper, but he's like, this is ex- it just um, is exactly what it's like in Atlanta. Is he trying to rap? He hasn't tried to rap. Maybe I should give give anything a go. But yeah, so he he really loves it. I mean, it's just I feel like Donald Glover is such a genius. And like you say, it's got so much heart. This as Mm. well because you kind of you fall in love with the characters um, just because they are so real. They're complete, like they're imperfect, completely flawed characters, but. You kind of feel like they're trying their best. Look, they, this, like as you said, mm. this is their lot. They're trying to, they're trying to kind of get out of whatever situation they're in. And I just, I absolutely love the relationship between Ern and Van. I love their relationship so much, and their daughter because he's got this gorgeous little girl, and I just love their whole. Everyone's trying to make their life better, mm. and they do it in a hilarious way, but which is also very realistic. It's wonderful. It's a brilliant show. I think he's a voice of his generation, isn't he? I think Donald Glover Ooh. is. Oh, I think he is. In a very uh, under. Yeah, I think he is. I just think it's the voice of generation. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I, I honestly, and I just, he's so mesmerizing that when he's on the screen, that's all. That's that's all you can. That's what all I can focus mm. on. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. He draws you in, doesn't? Yeah, he? there's something mm. about him, yeah. and it's so authentic that I think this is a must-watch for everyone. It also shows how um, you get involved in crime. Not what you one. In the, in that world, yeah, of Atlanta, very easy. That they kind of get. And I think it's apparently I haven't seen the rest of season two yet, but it's, so it's called Robin Season. It's because it's called Robin Season because it's all about how in the build up to Christmas, mm. apparently this does happen. Suddenly there are loads more robberies yeah. because people get are getting increasingly desperate to have to pay for Christmas and they want to mm. have some kind of. So it literally are robberies throughout. Opens with a robbery mm. and there are more coming up apparently. And and this season is largely about how, you know. You can good people end up being criminals, mm. and that what happens to that. They're all just trying to survive. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think what's so brilliant is every single person in this, every role is is brilliantly executed. Yeah. There are no there are no kind of bit player duds in this. Everyone no. plays their part perfectly, and it seems like the, or the script is so like it's so tight. Do you know what I mean? Even though it yeah. doesn't seem like there's any like. I fat. don't know. Yeah, there's no fat. Yeah. It's just very lean. It's absolutely brilliant. Tight and lean. <laughs> um, I also very I enjoy this real moments a lot. Yes. No fat on this meat. No, it's, it's wonderful. Tight lean meat. You must all watch it. How many stars, Stephanie Sealer? Five stars. Yeah, I'm giving it five too. I'm going to give it five as well. It's oh, a lot of Hat-trick. agreement going on today. Atlanta Robin season, as it's officially called, is on the Fox Channel. On Sunday the 17th of June, I'm being very dramatic. Sunday the 17th of June, 10pm. Yes, the same time as season one is on BBC Two. The BBOC. Crazy, crazy world. And finally, in possibly extremely sharp contrast, (laughs) starting on BBC Two, next Wednesday the 20th of June at 10 o'clock, Mortimer and Whitehouse... Gone fishing. Not Robin. Not no, Robin they're not Robin. It's fishing Well, season. they're Robin the Rivers of the Fish. But, oh. Um, Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortifer, long-term friends, um, comedians, as a lot of you will know. Also, you wouldn't know, maybe, that they've both had heart disease. Now, I don't say that in a flip way. I'm not just going through it their medical... It sounded flip. It sounded flip. That's just my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going through their medical records. What is that 
every episode, well, the beginning of the episode, they talk about it. They talk about the fact that they've both had heart disease, um, stents, bypasses, stuff like that. And this show is, I mean, the premise is they're just going around the country fishing because Paul is an experienced fisherman and Bob isn't, is a complete novice. So it's essentially them going around, Paul trying to teach Bob to fish, while also, you know, they have a bit of a laugh, they do impressions, they reminisce about the old times. And they also talk about the more serious stuff, like their health issues and how they've dealt with it and stuff like that. This sounds like, when I first read this and Boyd said, oh, let's do this, I was like, what? A fishing mm. programme? Are you joking? It sounded, he wasn't. No, he no. wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't joking. Um, I partly did it because I wanted to see what, <laughs> what, <laughs> Steph, what Steph would react to. Yeah. Well... I think I'm going to surprise you. Okay. So anyway, this first episode, they go to Norfolk and they're fishing for tench, which I didn't even know was a type of fish. Um, big old fish. It's a big old fish, elusive fish. Did you know what tench was before you watched I this? Did. Well, I knew it was a fish. I didn't know did what. You? Yeah, did you? Did you? Well, I'm impressed with your fish, fish. knowledge. Oh, yeah. hmm. um, and yeah, so they and they stay, they go to a brewery and they sleep in yurts, etc., etc. I thought I'd hate this. But actually, do you know what? I really liked it. I thought it was really nice and actually... It's nice to see them reminiscing and talking about the old times, but also, you know, finding out what's going on with them at the moment. And that I thought all the stuff they're talking about, their illnesses, was actually very sweet. And, re- you know, how they were reassuring each other and giving each other support was actually a nice thing to see. And their impressions, his impression of, like, um, Robert De Niro yes. was hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Of course, Vic and Bob mm. are known as the double act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, Paul Wiles and Harry Enfield yeah. were the double act. So this is the two... The two of them coming together. So are Vic and Harry going to get the, together? M- maybe. Ooh, maybe yeah. they could do like, um, what's it, diff- like fishing? Not gone not fishing. fishing. Not gone fishing. Yeah. yeah. Hanging around. Anyway, um, what did you feel about seeing these two okay. middle-aged white blokes yeah. fishing yeah. and getting a, a big television series? Did you resent that as I thought you might? <laughs> or, no, no. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, now, I'm not sure whether you're aware of this, Boyd, but um, I have recently uh, become certified <laughs> in kayaking. Um, I have re- I've recently taken up uh, kayaking and I did my BC1, British Canoeing, uh, one star. And so I've been spending a lot of time in the on water. the British waterways. So for me, this is actually a bit of a dream uh, show because I am a Big, big appreciator of the British waterways. I <laughs> loved it. I thought it was wonderful. I see a lot of people fishing and they always look really happy. Um, I love Bob. I love Paul. I like hearing them talk. It was very moving. I also and like waterways. Fish. You started <laughs> saying everything like I'm, that. I'm, I'm very happy that they put the fish back. I, yeah, I thought that was one good. of the things I most enjoyed is that clearly Paul Whitehouse takes his fishing incredibly seriously, mm. um, and Bob doesn't because he's not very good at it. I also really like this. So in this episode, they go into luxury yurt, yeah, um, which I enjoyed seeing the, the inside of, where the Robert De Niro impression occurs. Yes, yeah. which was very nice. I liked all of it. I thought it was lovely, and yeah, I've got no bad things to say about it. And, and that, I'm very happy that they they've got the series together because they are. Wonderful. And in case you're worried about like the health stuff, it isn't like major, major series. Because like, oh, at nice. one point, Bob's yeah. talking about it and yeah. Paul's just taking the absolute piss out yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny. It's brilliant. Um, did you hear, have you heard the episode of um, the Adam Buxton podcast where Bob Mortimer's on? No, absolutely not, Boyd. It's an absolute classic. So I urge you to listen to that because it's 
effing brilliant and it was mm -hmm. they did that um i think he just started filming this series so he asked him and what have you got coming up and um bob mortimer tells him about this series that so, well, mm -hmm. i've got a series coming up and he's like, where i'm going fishing with with um Paul Whitehouse. it sounds and, like and, a joke yeah and he goes what do you mean and he and he kind of goes i mean this is me i haven't even re i didn't really listen to it to remember but my memory of it is is that um is that bob mortimer goes yeah that's it just us go we just go fishing <laughs> And he goes, what? And you've got a whole series. Goes, yeah, six-part series, BBC Two, us. And it is a, one of those brilliant things. It's only on British TV would you get these two guys who mm. I, they are icons to me of, mm. of British comedy. Fishing's a big deal, though. Just, but they're just <laughs> hanging out, aren't they? I mean, the fishing is kind of incidental, and yeah, it, it does bring it, it does it's the glue. Add, but it's yeah, like a travel show as well. Yeah, exactly. They move around, they go to the brewery, they have beer. Yeah. But it's just these two brilliantly likeable, funny Honest, candid. Bob Mortimer is an absolute legend. Isn't he I so also, sweet? He's so, but he's just, he's really funny as well. And I love, one of the things he does, which he does all the time, whether he's on that podcast with Alan Buxton, whether he's on Would I Lie to You? He's uh, had the best episodes of Would I Lie to You, the ones with him, where he has these lengthy stories, which are ludicrous. And, and by the way, spoiler alert, they always turn out to be true. <laughs> really? Yeah, he can. I remember his Would I Lie to You's. He can get an apple and he can pull it apart so that it's perfectly cut down the middle. No. no. Yes. He can't. Yes, he does. Can't, no. See? It's incredible. Have you actually seen, does he do it on the Yes, he does it. He proves it. He's he does it. Oh, he's he's you, it. You, we need to send a link it's, to that. It's, it's been pre-cut. No, it's not no. okay. Oh. It's not CGI. How does he You're do absolute that? joker. He's pre-cut it and he's bulging. Is it like a way you You're hold it? It's the way you Is it one of those things where you hold something in a certain position? Yeah, he does it brilliantly. It's incredible. Do you know what? There's some maths involved. There's another one where he talks about he used to be a hairdresser and he cuts this cut this guy's hair and it's true his whole family of hairdressers they all cut each other's hair he's so ex he's eccentric he's he's incredible but what I was saying was he always says people's first name to them all the time you know it's in the show he uses people's first names so he says Paul are you right Paul oh, he, he oh, says yeah. Paul it's very like pretty much yeah. at the end of every other sentence in the yeah. show is Paul yeah thanks Paul yeah well, we're going to go and sleep in that yurt Paul and he oh. does it all the time in everything he's ever done I've I met him you know a few times Thank you. It says, it says your name to you repeatedly, which is the, the true sign of an absolute legend. I'm so definitely nice. going to watch the next episode. Yeah, same. I'll go watch all six. I think go. it's going to be a runaway hit. It's going to be a massive phenomenon. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be the new train rides. You know that BBC2, yes. everyone always on the trains. So now it's going to be the fish. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's it like a BBC4 thing, but thank God it's on, you know, the, the even God, bigger BBC2. Yeah. Don't cop on about it, guys. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. I've been waiting all time. Well done. Uh, there's nothing cod about this series. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, thank God it's on, in fact. Ooh. Mortimer Whitehouse, Gone Fishing, BBC2, Wednesday, 20th of June, 10 p.m. It's five stars for me. It's five stars for me. Oh, come on, guys. It is about bloody fishing. It's four stars. No. Let's be realistic. Oh, no. It's heartwarming. It's nice. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. <laughs> now then, finally, yes, the epic podcast is coming to an end. What time is it? It's question time. Now, Steph, actually, you explain, Boyd, sorry. Oh, no. oh well. well, on the list, you might get a bit discombobulated because it does say, what's your favourite fish slash fish film slash fish TV or something. What? I'll read you what it says. It says, part four, question time. What's your favourite fish or fish-related TV slash film question mark? Yeah, there's been a last-minute change, sorry. Oh. Um, well, I've got my answer. I mean, you know, Kay 
this is, it's up to Kay. Sorry. Kay's I mean, the queen. I mean, of- sorry, has there been an on-air If it's going to take you 10 seconds to say the answer, you can say that now before we go on the real one. It is A Fish Called Wonder, starring the brilliant Michael Palin, Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Klein. That's a good answer. Mine was going to be um, Jaws. Um, but anyway, because the reason why we're changing this is because um, one of our pogs, Gertrude Perkins, has actually suggested a question, so I thought oh, we should yeah. go to Perky. We've yeah. got to yeah. go with it. Yeah. So um, she says, after that amazing last episode of A Very English Scandal, what's your favourite political drama slash TV slash film slash book slash thing? House of Cards, Gertie. Oh, House of in there. Cards. In there. I'm on it today. Mine's obviously The West Wing. Was it was it political drama or political thriller? Sorry, was it political drama? drama? Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, mine is kind of the West Wing as I well. Know, you can't mm, copy the same. But what different. I will say is State of Play, which was a brilliant um, BBC British drama um, in 2003 and starred John Sim. Get this for a cast: John Sim, James McAvoy, David Morrissey, Bill Nye, Kelly MacDonald, Phil Glenister, what? Mark Warren. It was a brilliant political thriller, and it was that also turned into a Hollywood film, which wasn't very good. It was okay, the Hollywood film, but that was one of the absolutely brilliant, um, great can you, British where can you see TV that now, drama though? written by Paul Abbott. Um, I'm sure it'll be in there somewhere. DVD. I don't Do you know. Like that better than House of Cards. You love House of Cards. Oh, I like it better than House of Cards. Yeah. Mm. I like House of Cards, but State of Play was genius. Thanks, Gertie, for the question. Yeah, thanks, thanks Gertie Perky. And if you have any questions you want us to answer, like for question time or just generally, yeah. um, do get in touch. If at you'd like to know pod. more about kayaking or um, I want to come dogs. and it could be kayaking. Monogamy. Kayaking, monogamy. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Sherlock, Doctor Who. <sighs> I hadn't mentioned it. I had to. I had to mention it. Sure. Anyway, I think it's been a uh, very enjoyable podcast. <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> trying to wrap it up. Even if you do say so yourself. Even if you do say so yourself. Um, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me.